The part of Connor Cyberpunk Monk Besh will be played by Andrew Ruim Fane because he fucked up and didn't record Connor's track. I'm hitting it now. I just hit it. I, I'm hitting it so that I know I hit it. Welcome to the Regan Entertainment Podcast, episode 318, for October 3rd, 2021. I'm your co-host, Connor, the cyberpunk monk nemesis Besh, and this is your co-co-host, Andrew Arua McFain. You, uh, made some art there, didn't you? Oh, oh, we're gonna, we're, okay, we're going that round. Haha, uh, yep, I did it, I did funny. Indeed. So, uh, where can everyone find you? Go to aroa.website. There is stuff there. I, uh, played the, the Castlevania thing on the, on the Swanch. I think it's on other things, but the I nine played the Swanch. Nine Swanch. Yeah. Noin Doin Swanch. Um, it's really good. Uh, I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, that it is not just uh, you push the button, game start, go play game. Uh, it has the rewind feature that is uh, superior to the virtual console rewind feature. Uh, you, you've got multiple save state slots. Uh, I actually forgot the first time that I didn't uh, record this that um, it also has a little, like gadget thing that like whenever you kill something that drops a card uh it pops up on the right side so that you know whether or not it's worth grinding for that thing and that's uh that's a really cool little little deedly do that uh i did i just would not have ever expected i don't know who this developer is that that made it but i appreciate them and uh yeah i very much appreciate playing that and uh, having access to the rewind function, apparently with uh, whenever yeah, you're grinding cause... for items or uh, cards, you can uh, actually rewind and uh, just hit, get it the last hit in over and over yeah. again to uh, try to get that that uh, drop. But I'm uh, not not a big fan of doing that just because you don't get the experience. Uh, so. That's not that's not going to work out too well for somebody like me that kind of needs to do the grind to be able to to finish the game. I'd rather just uh, go, oh, nope, didn't get that drop, and walk out of the room and walk back in and try it again. And you, you get to keep that nostalgic vibe if you do it that way. I never played any of the GBA ones, so uh, it's, it's an entirely new experience for me. I played a bit of one of the DS games uh, when I was in college, and that was that that outside of Symphony of the Night, that's really almost all of my uh, Castlevania experience. Symphony of the Night is uh, definitely really good, but uh, Circle of the Moon is probably up there as uh, one of the, one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, was there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um. And otherwise, uh, I already forgot again what I had talked about before. What was it? What was I just talking? The game you couldn't, uh, couldn't yes, find. Yes, Diablo. It. That was it. Uh, yeah, Diablo 2 on Switch. It works pretty well. 
Um, you have a lot of nostalgia for Diablo, uh, but we both agree that Blizzard is a big pile of uh, dicks right now. Um, I was about to bring up the big uh, catch with the Switch version of Diablo, because you see, I, I picked up the Switch version uh, because I thought if there's going to be any version that doesn't have online DRM, it's going to be the Switch one. Because even Diablo 3 on Switch does not have online DRM. Um, the Switch version of Diablo 2 re-resurrected whatever has online DRM. You have to connect to the server at least on the first start. I don't know about after that. Um, but it, the first time you play it, it has to connect to Battle.net or you can't play the fucking game that you bought. So... Uh, yeah, I hate that. Uh, I hate that a lot. It seems a lot of uh, game companies nowadays don't seem to realize that there are a lot of uh, nomadic people who roam around for a living, and they don't really have internet access everywhere they go. Yeah, e even if it's for that 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 quick like check in at the beginning, like that's still a pain in the ass. Uh, luckily there is a uh, means of getting around that if you are so inclined to do that and have a first generation switch um but yeah so that's mostly what i've been doing uh i do plan on playing some of the demos that are now available on the uh the steam next fest going on until october 7th i don't know if you've seen any of that but uh, there's a bunch of stuff, including Mythbusters the game. Um, I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm a... I just hope that uh, during every loading screen, something comes up and it, its only purpose is to stretch out the runtime <laughs> of the game. So that uh, it's something like, here comes Grant to do the measurements again, So because if they mess it up, then it could cost them big time. Yes, exactly. Um, I got a bunch of VR demos, uh, some horror game demos, and yeah, I'm gonna be trying those out. And uh, one other thing, uh, that is not really related to uh video games that I have played recently, uh, or really much of anything at all besides me. Um, there's some weird shit going on on my youtube channel that uh, i don't understand why it's happening uh not that i'm complaining because my uh video that i did a few months ago i think it was last year now um where i read a sonic x shadow fanfic erotic fanfic uh has suddenly started getting views uh, and people are commenting on it, asking me to read more. And they're all like, they're all Sonic fans. Oh, lovely. So that means you're going to be making more of them, right? I am. I absolutely am. Uh, I, I, I make it no secret that I am absolutely a part of the ironic Sonic fandom. Uh, and at least one person who has commented thus far is also laughing with me 
on how stupid that shit is. Um, the other one I'm not so sure, but yeah, it's kind of weird whenever people... I don't remember what Connor said here. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was supposed to be my punishment because I was actually doing a pretty good job of putting out one video a week for a long time. And then, uh, and then I fell off the wagon and everything fell apart. Um, yeah, content creation is hard. Yeah, it, uh, it is, uh, particularly whenever you have like the worst work schedule, um, which I, I, I don't, but I do at the same time. It, it really sucks. Uh, working from four o'clock AM to, to noon and then like also trying to maintain a relationship, uh, with another human, like, cause it'd be fine if I could just sleep until, you know, like seven o'clock at night or whatever, and then get up and, uh, just live my life for a few hours. But like, you know, that's, that's not good either. Uh, anyway. That's my life. Uh, what have you been doing there, there, Connor? Well, uh, before I get into that, uh, you are aware that you have a video on your channel uh, called How to Break Into Your Neighbor's Shed. Yeah, I do. Um, I just wanted to make sure that you don't implicate uh, yourself in anything. Well, it's my shed I'm breaking into in oh. the video. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> then. Well, uh... Yeah, I've also been playing Castlevania Advance, uh, really, really enjoying that. Like the rewinding and and all those extra bits that they that they put in there. Uh, also played a bit of uh, Super Smash Brothers, although I, I, not really playing, more like uh, I've I've just had uh, it open with music playing in the background while I've been doing other things. Pretty much my routine is to uh, play a couple of matches every day uh, just to refresh the store and then go in and buy whatever tracks I don't have yet. Are you excited about Sora? You know, I'd heard about that, but I, I wasn't sure if it was a rumor. Is that real? No, no, it, it's, um, it's a rumor. Uh, my friend who is much more into the Smash community than I am said that the rumor actually came originally from uh 4chan ah so, i see yeah yeah it, it it could be real but it probably isn't because there are a lot of fake rumors that have come from the v board on on 4chan you're thinking about it though i i don't really know that there's anything that would really make me either angry or excited i just kind of don't care uh i think the only dlc i even bought for the game was sephiroth and then I also got the free piranha plant because Nintendo was like, here, you want a piranha plant? And I said, yeah, I'll take the piranha plant. But otherwise, whatever. I got the first fighter's pass, but I didn't have enough interest to get the second fighter's pass. And of course, I've been playing Space Station 13. Um, there's currently a Halloween event going on in the Goon Station and lots of uh, silly little game modes for that uh there's an increase in uh uh whatever the the ghost the ghost stuff there's ghost stuff going on there's ghost stuff going on in space station 13 i don't i don't remember all the details of what he said but it, it sounded fun i uh i i will someday participate 
but uh it hey you got me excited uh, a while back and then uh because you were asking me about what, what what should I like make my own fork or something and then uh, nothing nothing ever happened after that yeah uh, I I like to do that I like to to get interested in something and then drop it uh, and then it sits in the background for uh, months at a time well it's really disappointing and I am sad yeah. you make me sad all uh, the time you uh, so I do have a Warhammer minute if you would indulge me yeah, I was, I was gonna say, I believe you had a Warhammer minute. Uh, let me, let me roll the introduction. stuff with uh, figures uh, I don't remember what Connor calls them are they called figures I don't remember I got three really big figures and I played the biggest match that uh, you can do in the official rule book uh, something at 200 points 2,000 points I I don't remember exactly uh, I, uh, I used the three big ones uh, and did the fight and it was cool and I highly recommend that anyone who wants to get into painting mi miniatures, that's what they're called, uh, that it, that is, uh, anybody who is into it and is looking for something new and different, uh, that, that the big things are a really good challenge for that hobby. Do that. Yeah. Oh, and I also... I'm getting into uh, trying to 3D print my own miniatures, uh, so that's that. that something you make, I hope. Uh, bootlegus mechanicus. Yeah, yeah, uh, something like that. Uh, just having my own little custom miniatures. I think that'll be uh, really neat. I actually have a print going on right now that uh, I hopefully, if it works out, will turn into uh, something something pretty neat. You know, by the time that I'm recording all these lines, I bet that the print is done. I wonder if it worked out. It's it's been five hours since since we recorded this. Uh, maybe that was long enough. Who knows? It's, uh, you know, it, it, it's almost like it would be great if society uh, actually valued the things that we take interest in instead of pure utilitarianism. But, uh, I don't remember what I said that got into this conversation, but then yeah. we started talking about economics. Yeah, uh... It's it's almost like a universal income would uh, propel society into places that no one ever uh, could imagine, but capitalism holds us down. Yeah, this is supposed to be uh, essentially a, a shit post of a podcast, so uh, we really probably shouldn't be talking about this right now.
Yeah. Um, we don't want to, we don't want to give Nathan the good stuff whenever he's not even here. Uh, so I guess with that said, apparently there's a virus going around that's targeting gamers. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Let's talk about the gamer virus. Uh, so there is a Trojan that prominent, uh, Russian funded, uh, security company Kaspersky has discovered which uh if it ends up on your computer and is not detected then it scrapes data from your browsers uh and and whatnot as well as your game launcher applications uh to steal your bethesda epic games gog ea origin steam telegram and vime world vime world i don't know what that is uh credentials uh it'll essentially steal every bit of of information that it can about you but it is curious that it seems to be specifically targeting uh gamer accounts essentially uh the goal of this malware appears to be that after they steal the credentials of the of these many accounts, then they are sold in bulk on the quote-unquote dark web. Um, this malware itself is actually a malware-as-a-service solution, uh, wherein you pay either $10 a month or $40 for a lifetime license uh, so that you just have a Trojan that you can distribute at will. Um, the benefit of this of course is that that makes it even more difficult to track down who the originating party is uh whenever it comes to investigating this malware however it uh it also has some anti-analysis methods of its own um reverse engineering bloody sealer as it is called uh results in some issues due to uh well stuff that it does it doesn't say very high quality article that's good nice okay um they're apparently protected with a commercial solution known as agile net but what are the what are the details who fucking knows uh having worked in a development environment i do know that there is a a development management style called agile but i somehow don't think that that is necessarily related man am i tired of hearing about agile oh I tell yes. you what oh yeah that just seems like something that everyone is going for nowadays is the the agile method it's, uh i'm pretty sure that agile is one of those things that like the company that owns it got a really big client and that let them pump a bunch of money into their marketing budget and now everyone in the world is like oh we got to adopt agile it's way better than waterfall i don't know about that <laughs> I, it, it's supposedly very functional so whatever i'm not a developer i only know the the buzzwords and and i know about itil uh so yeah this is another thing that connor said and i don't remember what he said <laughs> um so to protect yourself against this trojan uh just you know turn on 2fa or MFA, as uh, people usually call it. I don't know where this 2FA thing came from. 
Yeah, having but yeah, yeah, you should you should always have some kind of Google Authenticator or something. I say also that it's it's disgusting that we now have groups that are turning malware into a revenue stream in and of it itself with uh, malware as a service. Just the the fact that there's something like that that does exist is is just disgusting to me. I think it's it's fascinating in a way that that something in in the past that was almost primarily associated with like a single dude in a basement writing up malware and then sending out malicious emails and shit now is apparently its own enterprise that uses the same buzzword format as software as a service or whatever like that's crazy just where we are as a as a society stepping ever closer towards the dystopia it's the kind of thing that uh, uh, makes you want to go back to the primordial ooze uh to that fish that crawled out and say no what are you doing I, don't don't go back I in. just want to go back to monkey return to monkey <laughs> um I, and i can actually speak from personal experience that multi-factor authentication is very effective because uh, if, I don't know if you've gotten any of these, but I keep getting messages from random people on Discord telling me that they've reported my Steam account for malicious activity on accident, and then I need to talk to a Steam administrator to get my account back in good standing. And the Steam administrator will contact me via Discord, because that makes sense. Um, and they ask you to... They ask you to remove Steam Guard from your account. Uh, but that seems legit. Yeah. The, the idea is that they have your credentials. They want you to remove multi-factor authentication so that they can get into your account and remove everything. Thankfully, uh, I'm not an idiot. But if you get a random message from somebody on Discord saying that they reported your account, uh, do what I did and send them a goatsy. I don't remember what we talked about in here, but uh, Connor said something, and then, I mean, I said something, and, and uh, anyway, it ended with this this line. <laughs> hey, if there's one thing you should do to anti-vaxxers, it's send them goatsy. And then I did something to make a segue into the next article about YouTube banning anti-vaccine information on their platform. Why don't you tell us about that? Well, uh, yeah, Google is doing the Google thing and saying, don't worry, guys, we put a policy in place and that'll fix everything. Um, essentially, if... Don't worry, guys, we updated the policy and now no more bad videos will mm, ever get yep. uploaded to the platform ever again. Right. Uh, as long as it's a policy, that means that you can't upload the videos no more. Uh, it gets uploaded and it obviously will, will immediately get taken down. Uh, that's not how any of this ever works. Um, so they obviously haven't said like what processes that they're going to go into to, to do anything about this outside of their automated bullshit. I'm sure that there'll be some like machine learning thing that, identifies videos that contain a lot of of anti-vaccination propaganda uh if they they hear too many words that kind of sound like you're saying that 
you're magnetic now, then they'll take your video out. Uh, I'm sure that mass flagging will be used to abuse this policy because that's just what happens every time YouTube does much of anything in terms of their content guidelines. Um, is it a good thing? Ultimately, yeah, sure. Uh, the more that we can do to get stupid people to stop being able to talk, uh, the better. Um, but outside of that, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna walk around in the streets going, hell YouTube, they're finally doing something good for the world. Uh, because really it's, it's them doing the bare minimum. Uh, because that's all YouTube ever does. That's all any, any of these social media platforms will ever do because they're already struggling to remain profitable. They're not going to hire an army of 10,000 people to watch videos and make sure that they're not spreading bad information. And, you know, for the most part, social media platforms are just kind of writhing cesspools of bad information and bad takes from everyone in the entire world, so... It really, this is just a drop in the bucket. Dropping off Twitter was one of the best things I ever did. I'm sure you're better off mentally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I, I, there, there are a lot of times whenever I'm reading an article and I click a link and then it goes to Twitter and my phone literally can't get to it because I've made it that way. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I just don't care enough. And if I do, I'll look for something else that, that is rehosting that content because I just don't want to get. You want the content, not everyone's shitty opinion. Yeah. Like, like I just want the information, and I don't need to then scroll down and see a thread of people complaining about it, no matter what it is. Although I think YouTube is uh, also guilty of uh, scrolling down and getting a lot of shit takes on everything. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's it's easier to ignore on YouTube to a degree, just because I have the content there, and it's it's talking at me. So I can focus on that. Not a platform completely built around causing discourse. Right. Like the, the platform in and of itself isn't completely built around people interfacing with each other and, and building vitriol. So if we intentionally uploaded a video containing incorrect information or, or otherwise anti-vaccine sentiments... How long would it take for it to get taken down? Uh, well, you know, I think it would depend on the size of your platform. Uh, yeah, I guess if you're pulling reading podcast numbers and getting four views a video, you're kind of going <laughs> to sail right under the radar, aren't you? Yeah, that's, uh, that really does seem to generally be the thing. And also, if Jimmy Fallon, uh posted a video on YouTube that said, hey guys, I'm Jimmy Fallon, and man, I sure do hate vaccines. His video would stay up, because it's Jimmy Fallon. Does Jimmy Fallon still have a show? He's still the Tonight Show guy, right? I cannot think of who Jimmy Fallon is. I, I can tell you uh, with like 80% certainty that his voice sounds nothing like my impression just then. I can't think of what he sounds like. Because I only know him as one of the prominent money makers for YouTube. Not content creators, but just money makers. And then somehow we ended up on talking about last week tonight and how Aroa hates it. The 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 problem I have with that show is that it it follows the cadence of uh 
of of really any kind of fictional writing where you have a a serious thing and then a lighter thing and then a serious thing uh and i don't think that works for informational content uh at least not informational content that is talking about things like thousands of people dying as a result of a virus that is plaguing the entire planet uh i i don't like that i have or at least i have a very strong distaste for that show and i don't watch it because if you cut out two-thirds of it then it would just be the information and the rest of it is jokes that continuously fall flat and are making light of a really bad situation look we got a we got a bad photoshop isn't that funny look at how look how bad it looks <laughs> but anyway child trafficking is really bad uh, thank you our third co-host john oliver for coming in at the end there <laughs> and then uh we we kind of got back up on on topic again uh, somehow i i don't know right it, we we know that there are people like my dad who read things on facebook uh or my grandma who will read things on facebook and then call me and ask me if it's real or will send me a link to it and then i'll read the headline and immediately go it's fake oh i am droid <laughs> i i think that uh and I, I saw this this article I read that it, it turns out that uh, AOC is a is a lizard person. I saw it on Facebook. Uh, Grandma, I don't think that I don't think that that Right Pill Weekly is a great news source. I'm just no, I I saw it, put it out the, there. I saw it in the video. They had a video of it. It was right there. <laughs> what? I could see her yellow eyes. Uh, all right. That's those. That is that is cartoon yellow. I think I think that was done in paint. I think they they put that no, into no. paint. And oh dear. No, you can see. I can tell by the pixels. If you see, I could I could tell by the pixels. <laughs> yeah, that's something that my grandma would say. <laughs> pixels. <laughs> Why can I remember the things that Connor said in the completely inconsequential parts back at the beginning? but I can't remember any of the segues at all. Why? Why can't I remember none of the important things? It's almost like I'm on autopilot while we're doing the actual articles, and, and then my attention comes back outside of those times. Yeah, so um, I compared this to Facebook advertising, um, but it is also similar to the way YouTube does some of their advertising programs. Essentially, uh, you'll be able to pay for your stream to get more views, is, is kind of the idea. Uh, the, your community can also buy them, so they're kind of like uh, uh, community subs. That's what they're called? Yeah. Uh, the idea is supposed to be that if somebody likes you, then they can pay for recommendations so that you get advertised to another viewer. And so the, then that viewer will go, oh, somebody likes this guy enough to pay 10 bits? Okay. 
and then they'll click on you and watch it. Um, what this really is going to turn into is if somebody has a lot of money, but they aren't entertaining, they're going to spend a lot of money on recommendations and then get a lot of views because people are going to click on them out of curiosity and they're like then they, they get a lot of views like i think wasn't that the paul's way to rise into into youtube power and stardom oh yes i had it took me a minute to understand what you meant by paul's but yeah i really yeah it's it's a way of turning yourself into I'm popular because I'm popular kind of thing. I, I already have a lot of money. And so I paid to become prominent and that that's like it. I don't, I don't actually have anything redeemable about me, but man, I got a lot of cash. Everyone look at me. Like I really think that Twitch does need to do something to improve its discoverability but this is not it. Um, there are times where the cream rises to the top. They actually mentioned somebody who I, I don't watch his Twitch streams. Um, I got into him very early on, uh, Wayne Radio TV. He's a very creative guy who does a lot of cool things with game content that I haven't really seen anybody else do in some cases at least. Uh, most prominent, the, the Half-Life VR, but the AI is self-aware series. Oh, and I know, now I know who you're talking about, I think. Yes, uh, that was his big breakout thing. I, I had watched a few of his videos before that, uh, where he was in uh, Fallout VR, uh, and th there was some really funny shit. But, like, that guy made it big, just like everybody else did. He had one big breakout moment, and he kept making good content after that and it feels very like like i don't want to be like you know back in my day people did things and got rewarded for it but in situations like this like i can't help but feel like it it's very cheapening of of the platform whenever you make it pay to win like this more or less whenever you can spend a thousand dollars and get 10,000 people to come in and watch your stream, obviously it's not going to work that way. It's going to be more like 2000 people come in, whatever it, you'll, you'll be lucky to get 20% of people to actually click on your ad. You you like watching written entertainment. Maybe you'd like Ninja. It, and yeah, that's, that's really what you're going to end up with. Uh, unless, I don't know, uh, unless they make it to where if you already have so many viewers, you're not allowed. But they're not going to do that. This is a revenue stream for them. And I, I even wonder if it could be used in a weaponized way. Um, imagine somebody, like, sending recommendations for a Twitch channel that, uh, like, is, is somebody who like is is intentionally streaming to a small niche group of people or something. And then like they get a whole bunch of viewers who are absolutely not going to like them. I, like, I don't know if that's a possibility, but 
it it really uh it really sucks to see a platform that is so large and already has so much trouble with uh, hate raids on on their platform uh it sucks to see them trying to monetize a potential way to cause even more hatred and and bad behavior on on the yeah. platform um but luckily to combat uh hate raids twitch is rolling out another feature hey hey i did one good job i set it up for you and and you picked up on it you, you good, got it good, right. yeah yeah i got that one um so twitch is implementing some kind of phone number verification feature or something like that why don't you why don't you tell us more about, about what Twitch is doing here? Yeah, so uh, the idea here is to keep people from making what are what are usually called sock accounts, uh, coming from the term sock puppet, uh, so that you, you can't make an account uh, named XJQGFTYYU, uh, go into somebody's Twitch chat, and then call them a bunch of slurs, get banned, make another account, and so on. Uh, d- instead of of being able to make accounts willy-nilly uh, and do that, the Twitch is going to allow streamers to make you put in your phone number or attach your phone number to your Twitch account uh, before you can actually chat. So you can still view a Twitch streamer uh, but you can't use their chat. Uh, this is not entirely going to cut off hate raids because a lot of streamers allow people to donate and say things. And you can only do so much to combat that. Um, similarly, you can also make burner phone numbers uh really it makes it more difficult uh i i will i will grant that like most trolls are not going to go through this much trouble to get at somebody and i'm assuming that if you get banned once you can't go in with the same phone number attached to a different account um though that could lead to problems down the road if your phone number is blacklisted and then you get a new phone number and then that phone number gets attached to somebody else's account later on they're not a racist or transphobic bastard uh but they also can't really use twitch because they're banned on all their their favorite trans streamers chats uh it's what happens whenever that number goes back into circulation right um that it's not like Twitch is gonna call up Verizon and be like, "Hey, did uh, did Fugnutter seven six nine six nine does he own this account still?" Right. Like I I I know it's hard for companies to come up with some kind of individual identification that people are comfortable with giving out because obviously the easy way is to be like put in your social security number but i'll be fucked if i'm going to give twitch my social security number and twitch doesn't want to have to be responsible for having my social security number oh god no uh oopsie we had a little database leak uh you're on your own right like 
And that same thing is going to inevitably happen with everyone's phone numbers in all of these databases. Because I've said for years that uh, the common practice of using your phone number for multi-factor authentication is terrible because someone can steal your your phone number by cloning your SIM card or calling T-Mobile and going, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm Lewis Jackson. Uh, can you send me a new SIM card? And they're like, well, I mean, why? And they're like, because I want one. Well, okay. And then they're like, we'll send it to your home address. No, don't do that. Send it to this address in another state. Well, okay, we're T-Mobile. There you, there you go. New SIM card on, on the way. Like, that, that's a real thing that happens a lot. Uh, not to go on a tangent or anything, but... Don't use your cell phone for MFA if you can avoid it, because it's, it's just as prone to getting hacked. Everything is vulnerable. Um, yeah, as far as this goes, like, I I don't like giving my phone number to services for the most part. Um, I haven't given my phone number to TikTok, for example, so I can't use the direct messaging feature in TikTok, because fuck you, I'm not giving you my phone number. Um, I... You're missing out on those sweet DMs, though. Well, I can receive them. I can't. I can't reply to them. <laughs> That's really, really dumb. Uh, that is really dumb. And like Discord, uh, there are some Discord servers that require you to attach your phone number to your account before you can chat in them. And I, I get it. You want to cut down on the spam. It's the exact same thing as with what Twitch is doing. But do I really want to give Discord my phone number? I don't know what their what their practices are, but I know that like they've had shit get leaked in the past. So <laughs> no, I don't really want that. So I, I do wonder if this is going to end up harming some streamers in the long run. Cause there are going to be a lot of streamers who will have to require this because they're so prone to getting fucked with because people are fucking assholes then like there are going to be people who are like me and you they don't want to give twitch their phone number and they can't participate in these chat rooms and that sucks it sucks that even without actually getting trolled you're being punished because you're trying to keep yourself from getting trolled and i i, I don't know what else you do exactly like the only you can't even you can't even like have it tied to another account because you can just make another sock account on the other platform uh i think we talked about it on a previous podcast i don't know if you were there there was uh somebody who is currently being sued by twitch uh because they were capable of making thousands of sock accounts within minutes for performing hate raids so, like, you you have to have something to prevent this, but I can't help but feel like maybe, maybe like an IP ban kind of thing. Yeah, those can be circumvented too. Yeah, like some something more where like like you throttle the number of accounts that can be made from a certain IP address. Um, though you can also like attach an age 
to an account like make it yeah, aware of your 60 days oh i see what you're saying though like uh, it, an account has to be alive for a certain length of time yeah like 30 60 days before you can chat in a room like it would suck but it might be necessary but even then like all that means is that you just have these virtual warehouses full of dead twitch accounts for you know three months or whatever and then you start dishing them out to whoever's buying them after that time period's ended yeah i I don't know i don't know how you really fix all this but uh, this is not going to be it um and what you do is you just send a uh, a trench coat uh wearing a person with a gun to the individual's houses and you shoot them in the back of the head and then that uh, motivates everyone to do a better job. Oh, the uh, the 2K way of doing things. I see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we just need to give Twitch its own PMC, and then it can enforce its laws justly, uh, according to the whims of the. Of I the agree. Let the let the free market do its thing, and that will solve everything. Before we go to the uh, dystopian. Uh, part of the whole cyberpunk thing can can we like move yeah, back can i at least have a cyber eyeball first please yeah can can i have like robot legs it's really all i want i just want yeah. robot legs i still want to get a magnet and plant it in my finger you can feel magnetic fields it sounds like such a fascinating thing augmentation really of, of any sort is fascinating and like they're, they're working on it, but it's nothing for us, like nothing that we're going to be able to use anytime soon. Yeah, they're focused on like fucking veterans who like got their leg blown off by a mine or something like that instead of, you know, the important things like like cyborg eyeball. Well, you know, veterans, they need they need legs, too. But, you know, I, I also want cyborg eyeball. Come on, yeah. let me, let's end all privacy. Come on. Right. Just like the Black Mirror. Make the real world like Black Mirror episodes. Yeah, we're, we're joking, but this is all coming. It's it's going to happen eventually. Some of that shit is. I, I'm assuming that that's the end of the of the podcast now. Yeah, I I can't believe that we uh, went on for this long without even having Nathan here. Nathan? Having Nathan here. Yeah, I, I talked bad a few times on the original recording that didn't happen. Oh. Uh, well, hopefully, uh, hopefully this recording worked. Um, it didn't. What if my what if my recording didn't record? <laughs> no, I've been watching it. Your your bar is going up and down. Oh, so... it turns out you have to also select the audio track okay. in the recording uh, tab of OBS, or else it doesn't get recorded, which is what happened. See, and that's why we spent the last hour pretending to be time. Connor. Uh, God, we do have to do this next week, don't we? Didn't he say two weeks? No, I think he's supposed to be back next week. Thank fuck. Oh, please. I don't have the social capability to do this for another week. And also, you apparently Just can't record. Can't, I don't know how he finds things to talk about so much. Are, are you still recording right now? Uh, Nope. Well, I mean, I am. But I, I assume that it's ended. I guess the outro is going to be fading out the uh, the end of the song. Yeah. It's the, yeah, it's playing this part. Oh, that's just a bass. There's a, there's a bass line. I didn't know there was a bass line in the MIDI. 
I need to I need to redo this apparently and add a oh yeah there is boo base okay.